Hello, welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and today I'm going to talk to you all about making your own yogurt at home. Some people found that to be rather a daunting thought, and I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, you are going to go rushing off to your kitchen to make your own yogurt, because it is so, so simple. If you can boil water, you can make yogurt. Almost as simple as that. Okay, so here, if you're watching um, the podcast and not just listening, I'm going to just show a few samples, examples of our yogurt making. But otherwise, I'm going to just speak it through so that you can just listen to it anyway. So let me start with saying that if you have never made yogurt before, well, actually, before I even jump into the process of this yogurt making, I want to tell you that this is just the start. Once you've made your own yogurt, one, you're going to save yourself a huge amount of pennies at the end of the day. And two, you know that you are giving your children really phenomenally good goodness and you're not giving them preserved stuff. And four, the process is really simple. And five, there's lots and lots of things that can develop from this yogurt making, which I'll also talk to you about. So there's a lot of good reasons. There's five only, but I hope that you stay with me now on this podcast to just hear about how simple it is. Okay, so on the video, I'm going to show you now that if you've never made yogurt before, what you have to start with is you have to start with um, some bought yogurt, and you must make sure it's good culture in it. So just buy yourself a tub of plain yogurt, must be plain, not flavored in fruit and all, all those things, just plain white yogurt. And make sure that on the tub it tells you that it's got live culture in now, what you do with that plain yogurt is you take as many tablespoons of the actual yogurt as what you want to make. So I'll give you an example. If I want to make a jar of yogurt, I've got here a jar that is like a um, 750 ml jar, actually. That's the size of it. Um, so for that, I would need a liter of milk. So basically, um, a liter of milk reduces down to 750 mils of yogurt at the end of the day. So for one liter of milk, I use two tablespoons of original yogurt culture, meaning just yogurt that you bought from the store that has the culture in it. Once you've done that the first time, thereafter you just carry on using your own yogurt that you've made as your starter or as your culture for the next batch of yogurt and the next batch. Okay, but what we have found is that the yogurt we make ourselves is really excellent in the fact that it's double thick and it comes out in nice big scoops. Let me show you, actually. I know those of you who are listening aren't able to actually see this, but then you can just go and watch the video if you want to, because I'm just going to show you how thick it is. Let me see if I can, if you can get an indication of the, the thickness. And this is about, I would say it's about our fourth batch of yogurt um, from having made our own. And it's going to start getting thinner. I'm going to try and take a piece from the bottom where it's not all in little lumpy pieces because I want to show you that it actually comes out that when you take the first lump of yogurt out of your jar as you can see this is already half finished this particular jar it actually is very smooth it's really really lovely I'm going to see no this hasn't been opened yet so I'm not going to worry to show the difference between bought yogurt and our yogurt I can just assure you that our homemade yogurt is thick and smooth double thick and there's no reason that we need to buy bought yogurt again. All right. Okay, so I was telling you that you use two tablespoons per liter of water. 
The next step is you put your liter of water. Let, let's start with two liters water. I'm sorry, I've been saying water. I meant to be saying milk. Okay, two liters of milk. Let's start with that so that um, we start small. You could even start with one liter of milk, but let me rather go with two liters of milk, and which would mean four tablespoons of bought live culture. All right. You put that, you just whisk it. You whisk your your um, two tablespoons per liter of milk of bought live culture into the milk. And you second liter of milk, you do the same, another two tables in the same pot. Just get a pot that you're going to put on the stove that'll hold your two liters of milk. Put in your four tablespoons of culture yogurt and give it a nice whisk. Don't have to overdo it, make the milk all fluffy and everything else. Just whisk it, whisk it so you know that the... Yogurt that you put in is nicely blended into the milk. And then you put it on the stove and you bring it up to the simmer. You don't have to boil it. It just has to come where the milk is now simmering in the pot. And then you turn it off. And then you leave it to cool down. Now, at this point, this is where I use a thermometer. It's the only thing I need to make my yogurt. When I say need, you don't have to have it. But I found having a thermometer really has helped with the result of the yogurt, as in, if, it, if the temperature of the milk drops down to 60 degrees Celsius, it makes a certain kind of yogurt. And if it's at 70, it makes a different consistency yogurt. That's all. It's a little bit thicker or a little bit runnier. So it would help you if you had a cooking thermometer at home that you can just pop that into the milk and let it come down to around about 70. Now, I'm, not, I'm hesitant to say 70 or 60 or 80 because I'd like you to experiment, because it's so dependent on your environment, where you live, whether you have internal heating in your home or not, and all kinds of things. So I've even found that if we can be consistent with our temperature that we get the, the milk back down to, um, after it's come up to summer, you know it'll be around about 100 and 110, around about then, when it's at that point of boiling, um, and then we have to let the temperature drop. Where that's all you have to do is just wait for it to drop. And you can experiment with what um, temperature that it drops to works best for you as far as what you like. Do you like the yogurt to be a little bit thicker or not as thick and so on? That all's got to do with that how low you let the temp temperature drop once you've brought it to the simmer and then you let it drop. And you know what? I can't actually tell you that the lower the temperature, the thicker the yogurt or the higher the temperature, because... I've tried to get to that answer and it's it's always been different for me. So it's a bit of a get a feel of it and see what works for you. So now your temperatures drop down to whatever worked for you. Let's work with 70 degrees Celsius for now. And while you were waiting for it to drop, what you were doing, what I hope, what I'm going to suggest you do, because this is a good idea, is you take the lids of your jars, your glass jars, and you put them in a little pot of boiling water on the stove. So let's say you're using two jars. It's just two little lids and a tiny little pot just covered with water and let them boil. So you've sterilized that lid now while you're waiting for your milk temperature, temperature to drop. And with the bottles, you can either put them into boiling water, but what I do is I just put them into the oven. So I have the oven on a low temperature and I put the glass bottles into the oven because I know the heat of the temperature in the oven is going to sterilize the jars. And the reason why I do that is because it also dries them out nicely because I don't want bits of water residue in my, um, my yogurt jar. So it just makes the jar warm and it makes it dry. 
and it sterilizes it. So all those things work well. That's why I just put the jars, the glass jars into the oven. But let me tell you once, it's only happened once, but it did happen. The glass jar shattered in the oven because the oven was on too high. So then we learned. I mean, it was terrible. We had glass in the oven, a broken glass bottle. So now because of that, I've put, I put the jars on a tray in the oven and a little baking tray, just so in case we have a weak spot in one of the glass jars and it decides to crack on us, um, we don't have a terrible problem. But it's unlikely. We've been doing this for many, 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 many years, and we haven't had that happen to us. We use recycled jars from, um, you know, having got either recycled or you can actually go and buy jars, but we use strong glass jars, the jars that, before had jams or whatever in them. And you know jams are very hot, so you know that being able to take that heat. So um, you, we take now we take out our, the temperature of the milk has come down. We take the glass jar out of the oven and we um, make sure the lids are, are nice and dry after them boiling away in the little pot. I make sure they've been taken out and they've been well dried because having moisture in the jar really isn't good because it can create problems with the the next step. So try and keep everything very dry. The next step is, I'm just going to grab this little, oops, um, oh, for those of you who are listening, all I'm using here is a um, cooler box. Uh, I call it a polystyrene box. I'm not sure what, what you call it. Anyway, it's a little cooler box and we, we've taken our milk now that has come down to temperature and we pour it into our glass jars that have come out of the oven and the lids that have been well dried, and we pour the milk in to the glass jar. Not to the very, very top. We leave a little bit of space, and then we take that um, jar of milk, all it is is milk at this stage, and we put it into the polystyrene box. This polystyrene box, this little one, it actually holds six jars. So we normally do six bottles at a time, and I'll tell you why we do a batch at a time just now. Right, we put that into the polystyrene box, put its lid on, and leave it overnight. Next morning, literally overnight, that's all. Next morning, open the cooler box, take out your yogurt. Thick double cream yogurt. Double thick, should I say, yogurt. Now, oh, that makes me think, people have asked me what milk do you use? I always, always just use full cream milk. I've never tried to make yogurt with half and half or 2% or all these different versions. It's just always standard full cream milk. In fact, we used to make yogurt from the milk straight from the dairy, but now we actually just buy milk from the grocery store because that source is no longer available to us, the original one from the, the dairy down the road. But now we get uh, milk from the store, and I was a bit worried. I thought, oh, I, hope, I wonder if it's going to make our yogurt as nicely. And it does. It's just a different flavor because the milk we were getting was from Jersey Cow. So it was very, very rich. And now the milk, it's not as rich, which is actually even nicer. It's sort of got a, I use the yogurt for more things now than just having it as a yogurt to have with cereals and however you want to have your yogurt. Now, however you consume your yogurt. Now, on that topic, let me tell you a few things. We use this yogurt on baked potatoes. We use it as a space to a salad dressing. We can add um, herbs and different things to it to put on our salad as a dressing. 
And we also, so there's lots of things that what, what you can use yogurt for. You can take this plain yogurt, by the way, and put a teaspoon of strawberry jam in it. And now you've got strawberry yogurt. Or you could put a teaspoon of apricot jam or two teaspoons, however sweet you want it to be. You can just put honey with it. If you're going to have it just as plain yogurt, you can just put some chopped nuts on top and some honey and drizzle some honey. It just, there's so much you can do with it. And this bowl, this, this jar of yogurt that you've done is, has cost you the price of a litre of milk. That's what it's cost you and the time to make it. This um, yogurt that you buy in the store in a tub is cost, I think, as much as five times more than that. So I hope that's enough reason for us to think seriously about making our own yogurt. But do you see how simple it is? You just bring milk to the boil, sterilize your jar, lid in your jar, and pour the milk in after you've, you know, first when you've mixed, well, I've told you all about how to make it, but do you see how simple it is? It's as simple as that. But now there's something more you can do with this yogurt. You can take the yogurt, as I was saying, I've done, I do six jars at a time. And now you can take this yogurt and you dip, you, you toss the yogurt out of the jar into a muslin cloth. Now it's so, it's, this is really, really simple. Don't be nervous about what kind of muslin cloth and how thick can, you can literally use a tea towel if you want to. And you can put it into the middle of the tea towel, which is sitting in a sieve on, 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 in a bowl so that it doesn't all just spread everywhere and gather it into a little bunch tie a string around the top of it, and now you hang it in your fridge. I hang it in the fridge. My mother just hangs it somewhere on her kitchen counter somewhere, under her kitchen counter. In fact, my dad put a little um, cup hook into the bottom of one of their kitchen counters, and that's where she hooks her little cloth of yogurt in, from. And underneath that, she's got a little bowl for all the way to, to drip out of it. And then she uses that way for other things, which we'll get to. But for now, what I'm telling you, what I do with my yogurt as I, in, in the muslin bag, is we put it, we hang it in the fridge. Now, there's lots of easy ways to hang it in the fridge. If you've got racks in your fridge, um, you know, those wire, with the wire racks that you can just hook it on. And then underneath that, you have um, a bowl to catch the whey that'll drip. And it'll take two or three days, depending again on how cold your fridge and what kind of yogurt and all the rest. You just have to watch it. When it stops dripping after one day or two days or three days, it's never more than three. Um, once it's stopped dripping into the bowl, then you know it's ready. And what you take out of that muslin bag or cloth bag is cream cheese. Now, that cream cheese is thick, lovely cream cheese. You, you, we use it instead of butter on, on the crackers that I told you about in the previous podcast. You can um, add salt to it to make it last longer in the fridge. You can add herbs. But there is something about this cream cheese. It's got no preservative in it, and it does not last in the fridge for very long. So it's not a good idea to do big batches of it because it just very, very quickly turns into a science experiment in the kitchen, in the fridge. So you need to make small amounts so that you can know that it's going to be consumed within within five days, I'd say. I think five days might even be on the limit. Okay, so you can make your own cream cheese from your bottle of yogurt that you made. Now, your bottle, bottle of yogurt, remember, it costs the price of a litre of milk. Now, your tub of cream cheese, which is going to be about half of the quantity of your yogurt. So if your yogurt was 750 mils, your cream cheese is going to be about half of that. It's going to be in, in the region of 250 to 300 um, or more, somewhere around there, mills of cream cheese that you're going to get out of one tub of yogurt. 
And that cream cheese now is also cost you the price of a litre of milk. It's incredible because I'm sure you're aware that the price of cream cheese in the store is really high. Well, I think it is. And I know that we're paying very, very little for our cream cheese. And once again, you can add things to your cream cheese. You can add chilies. You can add pepper. You can add herbs. You just need to look in the store and see all the varieties of um, that they have of cream cheese with herbs and cream cheese with chili and cream cheese and whatever. You can now just add that to the cream cheese you've made. And what it took to make was to empty your yogurt into a cloth, hang it in your fridge. Now, the thing is, I know that some people have said they can't hang it in the fridge because they've got glass shelves in their fridge. All the shelves are glass in the, new, in the more modern fridges, I think. It might be that you've still got the, the fridges with the racks in, which makes it easy for hanging. If you've got a fridge that's got a glass shelf, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Because I don't know how you're going to have to come up with a creative way to suspend your bag of yogurt and the, the, bowl of, the, the bowl underneath it to catch the whey. Okay, now with regard to the whey, the whey is very, very, very high in nutrition and um, um, various. In fact, in fact, you know what, why don't you get one of your children to do research on uh, what is in whey? W-H-E-Y. That kind of way is what I'm talking about. All right, because what we do with ours is um, we put it into smoothies. Yeah, a couple of tablespoons of whey into the smoothie. And what do we make our smoothies with? We make it with the yogurt we've made and some milk and some fruit and whatever you want to put in your smoothies. That's another topic. All right, we also sprinkle it and pour it over the dog biscuits so we know we're giving them that extra nutrition. Um, we put it in the bread. I've spoken about making bread in a previous um, podcast. And let me just put the link to that below about bread making and the, the value of bread making. We've got a couple of videos that you can maybe watch about that. So if you're listening to this only on a podcast, you can go to the YouTube channel and you can look at this podcast on YouTube and then you can click on those links if you are interested in wanting to know more about um, the actual bread making process and crackers and so on. Now, let me tell you about the um, the whey again. I was talking about the whey, and that is we put whey into the bread because of the fact that it's so, it's, it's so, so high in nutrition. The nutrition content, nutritional content of the whey is very high. So we put it into our bread um, because then we know we're adding that extra uh, nutrition to the bread. All right, so I think I must stop. I think I must leave you now with... I hopefully, hopefully leave you with excitement to go and make your own yogurt. Hopefully you are going to value from having watched this video, listened to this podcast, because maybe it would have inspired you to go and make yogurt, cream cheese, grab the whey, feed your dogs with it because it's going to be good for them or any of your pets. And um, also your children, because you can put that whey into various other things, as I've mentioned. Even in when you're going to make the crackers, you can add the whey to give the dough a little bit more moisture. But I spoke about the crackers on the other podcasts. Again, I will put that in the description. You can go and spend some time maybe watching these, which hopefully will mean that all it'll do is inspire and encourage you to rush into the kitchen and start being industrious and bringing back the artisan um, skills into your lifestyle and into your children. Because just let me finish with this before I, I say goodbye to you. That I believe the life skills 
learnt in the kitchen are of value for any adult, any person forever in their life. Wherever they are, whatever's happening, I believe the life skills that are taught, that are gained by doing activities in the kitchen, learning to make bread and yogurt and crackers, these simple things I've been talking about, starting there can lead to then, you know, baking cookies and cakes and making meals. It can go on and on. But I believe that if you have spent time doing that with your children and teaching them and and helping them grow in those skills, I believe you've done them a very, very great service. I believe you have supported something in their lives and in their characters and helped them to grow in areas that will be something that will be sustainable to them. And I mean, sustainable is a word that's been used a lot at the moment. <laughs> is it sustainable? Well, I believe these artisan um, projects will be that very thing. It will help your children in their adult lives. So I hope you agree. I hope you will get a lot of benefit from um, having listened to this and having watched these video clips if you've been able to watch them. And thank you for being with me. I just always consider it just the most extraordinary privilege to be able to have this opportunity to share with you, wherever you are in the world, some of the things that we have found to be just the most, we've just found the most incredible worth of the things that I'm sharing with you. That's why I'm sharing them with you. So thank you. Thank you for listening. and Thank you for watching. Bye for now.